0: You need to cut this out. <laughs> you need to cut this out because I've been recording this. No, I just going to keep like a port <laughs> I mean, you guys. Oh, you know what? When I was little, I had a cover band of Hoochie. No, me and my cousins. We had a cover band. <gasps> Who? Oh. Who was the best? Yeah, so we had a cover band. Oh my, my mom wanted to hire a manager for our cover band. <laughs> <laughs> At least she saw future. In no, you guys. <laughs> th- my mom just wanted me to be famous. You like, this oh, is yeah. crazy. So she was like, "We're gonna make a CD, a music video, and you guys are gonna be famous." And we were awful. I was ten. My cousin, two of my cousins were eight, and the other one was seven. So you can only imagine whoa that was like ridiculous oh, ridiculous so hello welcome to Susperia podcast this this is stephanie uh that is carol <laughs> <laughs> okay cut that out i'm stephanie and i'm carol and we are here today with another fabulous fabulous story about brazil and its amazing Judicial system. Yes, if you
1: thought a little of Brazil before this if you thought that Brazil was a bad place before, before our this. podcast, um it's only Oof. getting worse. It is.
0: Uh not only do we have what you see on T V uh but we also have serial killers and crazy people. <laughs> so Yeah. Who
1: doesn't though?
0: Yes. Who doesn't? Who
1: doesn't? Yeah. Let's let's be very fair.
0: Yeah. So today we are going to talk about a case that is so, I'm not joking, it's so disturbing to me that I yesterday I could not make myself think about this at night because I'm home alone. Um, in case any serial killers are listening, I am typically <laughs> home alone. I'll bleep that out. Yes. <laughs> I leave on like the first, not not leave, I live on the first... Not the first. My bedroom is on the first. Don't give out your address, Stephanie. Stop my bedroom's talking. My bedroom is on the first floor. So I'm like, Stop. I don't want people to come in and kill me. Anyway, enough information about my life. So... Yeah, I couldn't. I had to go watch American Dad because I was like, I cannot deal with this. I need to laugh.
1: Yeah, yesterday I only I could only sleep after watching compilations of like baby vines. Yeah,
0: so that
1: yeah that that happened. No, that and like
0: I'm typically not scared of things. I just I don't know. There's something about this case that like
1: gets under yes. So Yeah. yeah, I was thinking about that yesterday. Like I think when we start talking about the more graphic things. Yeah. Like we like okay, so we're gonna say something like, Okay, so this is where you're gonna start skipping. So if you don't wanna like if you're interested about the whole case, but if you don't you know, let me I'll I'll just say it. We have graphic descriptions of like torture and stuff on this. Yeah. So we understand if you don't wanna hear that, but we're gonna say it because um it's important. You yeah, know, we can we can't talk about it without the torture part. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're going to advise you to skip it if you think it's too much. So, you know, be warned. Yeah. I I, I do that every every episode. Tell people not to listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I need to yeah, stop. stay away from my podcast. Nice. I'm guys, I'm sorry. Yeah, guys, this is a horrible podcast. Yeah. No, no I I'm not. Yeah. You, you guys you guys know what I mean, right?
0: I'm okay. just like afraid that people are going to like be I don't know. Triggered by something we say and then blame it on us, so that's why we always yeah. put the little disclaimer.
1: Yeah, I'm just afraid they're gonna be triggered. Period. Like, I don't want to cause any kind of like because I know that happens with other podcasts that, like, some things they do, and that happens to me too. Like, they think they do get under your skin, and um, it is kind of horrible. And you just kind of can't bounce back, especially if you're, like, listening to your podcast, like, driving and shit. Yeah. No, dude. Oh, my so God. So, I always yeah.
0: listen to podcasts driving, and I, I I drive a lot. And, I like, during the winter, 4 o'clock, it's pitch dark in um, mm-hmm. Boston. So, sometimes I'm driving and listening to a podcast, and I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to get killed, aren't I? Right, this is it. Yeah. It's tonight. So...
1: <laughs> Mm-hmm. And also, I kind of blur like I play really loudly, and I just imagine like people listening like from outside, like just me like sitting in my car, both hands in the wheel, and listening to like murder and shit. Yeah, like yeah. like I get, I feel like I get some stares. <laughs> you know, for real.
0: I, I'm listening. I've been listening to a political podcast, and um, they were talking about the election, and. Today was pretty hot in Boston, so I had my windows down because I hate air conditioning. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty loud, and I hear the host saying something about Trump, and the guy on the car next to me was just looking at me like, <laughs> what are you doing? And I, like, slowly rolled up my windows and turned on the AC. I was like, yep, this is it.
1: <laughs> are there a lot of Trump supporters in Boston? Not in... um.
0: Actually, maybe. I don't know. but um, You're lucky here. I don't... Listen, let me finish. I don't know. However, I work in the North Shore. I work um, about 30 minutes from the New Hampshire state line. And there's a ton of Trump supporters in New Mm -hmm. Hampshire. So we get a lot of them. And obviously, I work in a bank, if I haven't mentioned that before. So I obviously have a lot of older... Caucasian customers, <laughs> so <laughs> some of them like them, and others absolutely mm. hate it. So, you probably have a lot, right, Florida?
1: Mm. What sucks is that um I think the Trump supporters that we do have, they're so vocal and like on your face about it. Yeah. You know? So mm. like all the stickers possible.
0: Yeah, see, mm. I feel like most people yeah.
1: here in Boston, even if they
0: support Trump or Whatever, since Massachusetts is such a "quote unquote" progressive state, they wouldn't be mm-hmm. very open to saying it,
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. One thing I've seen here though that it made me very happy. I'm not gonna lie, and it's it's like the kind of thing that you look at and you get mad at, and you read the whole thing, you're like, oh, it was like uh, "Make America Great Again," and below that it said "Impeach Trump." Oh. Yeah. So I was like I don't want you guys to yeah, think it this is like,
0: a political podcast. But
1: like no, we just but have, I mean, our we have our own opinions. Yeah. yeah, it's let me just be um make really clear if you guys didn't notice, yeah. If this is your first episode, we're both immigrants. Yep. So we're both I'm gonna say that it's not like we're illegal immigrants, okay. We are well, not that there's a that big of a difference. Yeah. But it's kinda hard to um be with a group of people that kind of doesn't like you just for the place you're in and i have no control over that so i'm not gonna be for someone that is just against my interests
0: yeah period. and like i feel like my biggest problem with this whole thing is that people don't understand how undocumented immigrants become undocumented immigrants so like I actually I typically don't even bother like arguing with people because mm-hmm. I don't like I'm one yeah, of those people that if I start arguing with you you're getting knocked down because I am I'm gonna punch you so mm-hmm. I can't if it's social
1: media I just report I just yeah guys I report so many comments Facebook actually reached out to me with a survey of why <laughs> I'm reporting so many things yeah so. <laughs> But it was like it was like a, we're interviewing a small group of people. Do this. For we're like interviewing the gift snitches, card. and I was like, yes, and I tapped on it, and it was like a survey. Like, why would you bother reporting? Like, have you reported? Like, it's all about
0: reporting. Facebook was like, "Dear Carol, we're interviewing the snitches, <laughs> and we noticed that you are also a snitch. So let us know why."
1: I am totally a snitch. Oh. I'm. I am proud of that. Snitches I don't... get
0: stitches. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, today,
0: <laughs> going back to topic. Oh my god,
1: snitches, snitches get stitches. That is kind of related to our topic.
0: Um, that was a great segue. Okay, that. Oh, anyway, so <laughs> today we're gonna talk about for the first time in our podcast, we are not talking about Carol State, where all the psychopaths <gasps> are from. Wow. We're talking about whose state? state? Mine! My Yay. state! So, we're talking about the case of the Navis brothers, which happened in my home state, Minas Gerais, aka Texas of Brazil. Although, we are not I don't think very it is racist. Texas. I, was,
1: I think it is I think it's Wisconsin of Brazil. Uh,
0: I'm very offended. So, just because we like cheese, okay? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I had to make that joke. I, was, I, I worked on it really hard. <laughs> i'm gonna leave right now because i would rather be texas this podcast is exactly over. <laughs> i would much actually i don't know anyway so the. Ca- i'm so sorry anyway so the Nav- <laughs> the novice brothers case is a big um is a very big important case um Mm-hmm. Regarding the Brazilian judicial system because it was a miscarriage of ju- miscarriage of justice. Mm-hmm. So um it happened in 1937. Brazil had been under the Vargas era for the past seven years and is now living in the Estado Novo period. The country is formerly known as the United States of Brazil. And Getúlio Vargas maintains the country under a dictatorial regime. So this is a very, 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 very controversial uh, topic when it comes to Brazilian history. Because a lot of people say, yes, it was a dictatorship. And some other people Mm -hmm. say, no, it was just like military order or whatever, however Mm -hmm. they want to
1: phrase it yeah so I don't want to get into it, it was very sorry. yeah it was very militarized and very strict, like there was a lot of censorship and a lot of um political like persecution on people that were against the regime, so this is what it is mostly known for that it was a um terrible period for a lot of people, not for the military and Like, don't get me wrong, I'm sure that there is some good things that happen on the period, as there are are some good things that happen on every single period in history. But the consensus, I think, is that it was kind of a dark um, period in Brazil's history.
0: Yeah, and now with the new elections and the possibility of a new military rule in Brazil or whatever people, people are, are
1: calling for a military yeah
0: people are bringing back a lot about this period of time that we're talking about i don't i'm mm-hmm. not going to sit here and be a hypocrite i only went to school in brazil up until 8th grade and we didn't really go mm-hmm. very deep into it so i'm not very like i don't really know all the details i only know what i see yeah. on facebook which i shouldn't believe in cuz facebook is not a news website <laughs> So we have established that on their last. Yeah. Episode. So <laughs> I, I I'm just putting it out there. I'm not trying to step on anyone's toes. That's just how Wikipedia mm-hmm. described this period. So yeah. the crime took place in Araguari, which is a town in the western side of my state, Minas Gerais. I've actually never been to Araguari or any anywhere around that area I'm from the capital Belo Horizonte, and I've been all through the eastern side of my
1: state mm. I've been to some cities in Minas but I don't I was so sleepy doing the trip <laughs> I not remember wow <laughs> I'm sorry thanks. no it was like a school trip no I I, I went to see all the um, Baroque and art oh, and stuff yeah. and all the yeah it was pretty it was really cool I remember seeing and guys you, you know I'm a weird person right so I remember seeing one of the churches and stuff And they used to bury people inside of the church That's what kind of like stuck with me And that was actually really fascinating Because I, I like just picture people sitting like through Sunday service Smelling like corpses and stuff oh, god. And I was like oh my god you new know, church is already not the funnest thing Can you imagine? Yeah But this is what kind of stuck with me But everything was really pretty I remember that Yeah But this is not printed to the crime in the case at all Guys I'm sorry <laughs> So, um,
0: Benedito Pereira Caetano, he was 32. He was a merchant who borrowed money from his dad to buy a large quantity of rice to sell as soon as the market prices rose. So, um, Brazil at this time was very much a rural, see, I can pronounce it now, rural. <laughs> Uh, country and especially my state there's a lot of like farms rice farms mm-hmm. corn farms a ton of stuff like that in my state uh my grandparents actually grew up in rice farms and stuff like that so um that's what's going on in this uh period of time um so Benedito's cousins uh, the brothers sebastian josé navis who is uh 35 according to wikipedia but he has been cited on other websites as being 32, 30, and, like, all different ages. So I'm just going to stick to what Wikipedia said. And um, Wikipedia is always right. <laughs> yeah, it's not like anyone can edit Wikipedia. No. Anyway, <laughs> and Joaquin Rosa Navis, uh, he was 30, same deal. Some websites cite him as being 27, etc etc. They are uh, the business partners of Benedito. And they are also merchants. Uh, The three of them were the joint owners of a truck.
1: Is it like a truck, like car truck or like a truck truck truck? I think it's like a cargo truck. Yeah.
0: Yeah, not like a truck truck
1: truck. What's that mean?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Not like a, not like a a Silverado. Yeah like
1: a truck truck. Okay. The market prices for rice are on a steady decline, which forces Benedito to sell the rice for a much lower price than he expected. So he was expecting like 90 contos GS. So that's approximately 30,000 US dollars at the time. And he received that payment in cash. However, the total debt that he has was um 136 contos And I mean I don't know how much money that is in U.S. dollars, but um, the money he made wouldn't be enough to pay back what he owed. So on November 29th, he decides to run away from... So on November 29th, he decides to run away in order to avoid paying the debt, and he took the cash with him. His cousins, knowing that he had vanished with a large sum of money, filed a missing person report. So they're concerned that um, something happened to the brother because he had the money he went like to party like on some bridge and he had all the money on him and no it's really dangerous Mm -hmm. so yeah they're concerned about the safety 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 the police launches an investigation that doesn't go very far until the sheriff who in reality was just an ordinary man is replaced by the army lieutenant francisco vieira dos santos who arrives in Araguari coming from Belo which is where our dearest Seth is from. (laughs) It's then that the brothers become the prime suspects on a murder investigation, which were later to be proved that it never happened. The guy was not even dead. Yeah. Guys, it's... There were many different dates mentioned in every article I read about this, so I think the it's best if we leave out specific dates out because, you know, nothing, I mean, things were documented and stuff, but because everything is kind of corrupt yeah. around that period and they're trying to cover shit mm-hmm. up, um, do we trust the dates really? No. We don't. Yeah. So, Remember, you,
0: two words Pope John, the female pope, pope, pope that John. was completely erased from the Catholic Church. She existed. Okay, anyway. wait a woman yeah Pope oh my god (gasps) I never heard about that we need to talk about this in the end of the episode remind me Pope Joan Pope Joan okay okay anyway (laughs) so the brothers uh, were both already married uh, by 1937 Sebastian had two sons and Joaquin had a daughter their mother was Ana Rosa Navis but she was known as Dona Ana she was 66 not 71 like I wrote here she was 66 (laughs) Um, Joaquin had um, allowed his cousin, Benedito, the missing man To stay over his house for the past couple of months Um, The house was also used to store the Ford V8 truck That they all owned together Um, And they used it to transport grains To be sold around town Once they reported Mm -hmm. um, their cousin missing To the sheriff Sheriff quote unquote which was just a regular man. Um Ismael
1: Who needs a degree for that, right? Yeah.
0: The sheriff's name is Ismael Nascimento. He was also the one accountant in town. So, he like had two jobs, sheriff and accountant. Hmm? Oh, cuz those things are totally related.
1: Oh, so, yeah.
0: they're advised to visit their uncle's farm to check and see if maybe Benedito was hiding there. But um uh, Then, after that, when they find out that he wasn't there, the investigation is launched, um, but doesn't really make any progress because there's no evidence to suggest that he was missing or any motive behind it. And I believe that at that time, they were unaware of the rice sale and of the money.
1: By the end of December, the government orders that Ismail was going to be replaced by a military officer. The chosen one is the lieutenant of the public forces, Francisco Vieira dos Santos, Chico Vieira. On the same day, the Navi's brothers, their mother and their wives, show up at the police station with news about ben- Benedito. A local truck driver, Zé Pontidão, known, you know, known for being a jack-of-all-trades, um, had been, has seen Benedito leaving for um, Uberlândia, which is another um, fairly... Blart City, Berlin is about twenty-three miles from Aragwadi, and I'm not sure um how long it would have taken him to travel that far. But according to Google, if he walked at a brisk pace, um he could have taken him like eight hours. Yeah, I highly doubt that he would have walked all the way over there, and you'd imagine that he'd make um a few stops in order to go unnoticed. Um, Shiko did not believe so that the if I say Chico, because the other one was a Chico, too. A lot of Franciscos yeah. in Brazil. Anyways, um, the military lieutenant, Chico, um, did not believe the family's version of the facts and ordered Joaquin to to be arrested based on the sole fact that the cousins were business partners with Benedito and were staying at Joaquin's house. He, Joaquin, um, requested that Zé came to the police Station to give his official statement. He tells the officer that when donana had told him that she was worried about Benedito's disappearance, he remembered that a man named Benedito Pereira had come to his workplace and worked there for three days. Following that, he had seen Benedito at a gas quote, Benedito <laughs> at a gas station with a suitcase, and the same man told them that he would catch a ride with another truck driver. After listening to the statement, Chico told Zeppelin Chidon that he to wait outside of his, of his office and then order his arrest. Sebastião's wife, Salvina, and Joaquin's wife, Antonia, also confirmed that the story told by Zeppelin Chidon and told um, the lieutenant that both men were at home right before the disappearance, so at the night of the disappearance. Um, a friend of Benedito's, Orcalino da Costa, suggested that the brothers were somehow involved with the whole thing and that led Chico to arrest him. So there's no
0: evidence that this guy's missing. There's no evidence that no one did anything. Yeah. But this piece of shit just is going with whatever he can get. Because um, I feel like at that time, I'm not trying to justify anything that this pig did, but I feel like at that time there was a Mm -hmm. lot of pressure to maintain, like, law and order and blah, blah, order. blah. Yeah. So he would just do whatever it took to get a crime solved, even if it meant putting innocent people in prison.
1: hmm Yeah. And, I mean, I am giving the guy the benefit of a doubt that he really did believe that they might have had something to do with the crime. And, you know, but it doesn't justify what he did after yeah. to the whole family. Yeah. So- so, Zepron
0: Chidon is taken to the basement of the jail where he's beaten, starved, and tortured. One of the methods used in the torture, um, when I googled it, they described it as, as waterboarding. But it's not, at least not what I think of waterboarding when I read that word. Mm-hmm. But basically, they would, like, dunk his head in a bucket of water and just hold him there for a while. And then, like, pull him back up mm-hmm. and be like, okay what happened again, blah, 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 blah. Like, tell me what happened. So after a few days, it is uh, January 1938. Uh, Chico confronts um, Zé Prontidon about the story one more time. He asked the man to confirm that he had lied or else he would go back to the basement. So Zé Prontidon is still wearing the same clothes he came in with on the first day Um, When he made his initial statement, he's uh, dirty. He hasn't bathed Mm -hmm. since then, obviously. He's a complete mess. So he's very, Mm -hmm. very, very, very frightened. So he finds no other choice but to say, yes, sir, I made it all up. So under duress, he tells the lieutenant that Joaquin had promised to pay him off if he told the police he had seen Benedito in Uberlandia. Mm -hmm. The official statement was what the lieutenant wanted it to be. Because every time Zeb would answer something and it wouldn't be what he wanted it to be, he would be like, oh, are you sure? Do you want to go back to the basement or whatever? So Mm -hmm. he got all the answers that he wanted, not exactly
1: the truth. Yeah. Which, I mean... That does remind me a lot of, like, coercive um, interrogation behaviors that I've seen here on some cases. Even here, like, in the U.S., like, um Dassey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where he's, like, saying things and he goes, like, how are you sure? But it's, like, a whole different level yeah. of interrogation technique mm-hmm. that is just awful. Like, it's just...
0: Ugh. Yeah, and I think in this case it's even worse because, like, this poor man has been in the basement for I don't know how many days hasn't had any mm-hmm. water hasn't had any food he's just getting beaten up every single day and he just wants to go home so
1: he'll say mm-hmm. anything that yeah. will take him home i guess so while he took zeppelin Chidon's statement joaquin sebastian were being questioned quote Questioned in the basement their screams could be heard from afar as they were being tortured the rumor that they had killed a cousin over money starts spreading around town as, as its population starts believing the lutein's version of the facts. The brothers were formally arrested by now and tortured, deprived of water and food, and completely naked, but they're still refusing to confess to a crime they did not commit. Yeah. They're held in underground cells. They're humid, not allow visitors, or to even see sunlight. Shiko states that he would get blood out of a turnip if that's what he needed to do in order to get a confession out of them. He takes both naked men out into an open field, orders that they are to be tied up to a tree and their bodies are covered with honey so that they will be attracted, um, attracting um, insects. And while they're being threatened and hearing shots being fired in the air, so that still doesn't work for them. They didn't commit the crime, like, so they're sticking with their story, Yeah, but it's hard.
0: And it's, um, it's interesting that, um, these men were very, very, like, strong, like, mentally strong, Mm -hmm. because I would have broken, like, very quickly, and they were just like, no, we're innocent, we didn't do anything, we're not gonna confess, Mm -hmm. because we didn't do anything, so,
1: yeah, so... This is when it gets a little worse than that, guys. So skip, yeah, uh, if you don't want to skip a few minutes here. Yeah, this is yeah. I mean, everything else was bad, but this what kind of got me. So yeah, I mean, so this is when uh, Don Ana, who's sixty-six
0: years old, their mom, mother of twelve children, she's arrested in an effort to coerce a confession out of them. So the officers strip her naked and tell her sons to beat her up. And when they refuse to, Shiko and the other officers start torturing her. Their wives and children are also taken into custody. Uh, The women are beaten, slapped, punched, kicked. And the officers hoped that by seeing their loved ones suffer, one of them would maybe confess Mm -hmm. to something. But uh, throughout, this is like what really got me. Like, I was disgusted. Mm -hmm. Um, Throughout this whole thing, they obviously these men are evil they're heartless so they're obviously not Mm -hmm. caring for the children and sebastian's son dies because his mom was getting beaten and she couldn't breastfeed him so Mm
1: -hmm. and he was a baby yeah
0: yeah so this is the most gruesome part (laughs) like aside from the baby that just died Mm -hmm. uh of this whole thing for me um it took me a while to wrap my head around the cruelty here, and even then, I mm-hmm. can't really understand how, like, how do you do this? After the beatings didn't work, um, the brothers and their mother were tied up naked. The brothers were facing the mom, and they were left there mm-hmm. for a week with no food or water. It is then that uh, when, once Shiko and the officers came back after a week, there was still no confession. So he ordered that their mom be held down. Um, but in another documentary, I watched her being tied up to the floor, like in a weird mm-hmm. position, like a starfish position. Um, and he started to rape her in front of her sons. He called on uh, several of his officers who raped her again and again and again and again and again and again. And again. And throughout this whole thing, she was obviously screaming and crying. And she was begging um, that her sons don't confess to a crime they didn't commit. After realizing that she would not be broken, uh, Shiko let her out on parole. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Like, who does that? uh, Just (laughs) leave. They they just... Raped her how many times, and they're letting her out on parole like she did anything. Oh, wrong. and they were watching like every move of hers. Yeah, they made yeah, he made the. I mean, not not only they um had made um the brothers watched their families like their wives and kids um getting beat up and stuff. They watched their mom, like getting raped. Yep. I honestly cannot think of something that is worse. Yep. Than the torture those people are um, being put through. Yep. Honestly, it's just... So Donana enlists the help of João Filho, who she had reached out in the past, but um, he had doubt the, bro- the brother's um, innocence. So he files a habeas corpus he believes now. I guess, yeah because right? he did it like after seeing yeah, all that after
0: so basically what i um because i watched a documentary on this and his daughter actually was talking about it yeah she said that. that yeah she said that donna anna came in and she like knelt on the floor and she was like this is what mm-hmm. happened you have to believe you have to yeah. believe me and that's when he started believing but he didn't before mm-hmm. that
1: yeah so the lawyer it's a lawyer yeah right? he's a lawyer Yeah, he files an obvious corpus because there's no body Uh -uh. on all this. Yeah, so um, he files it on January um, 1938, which he reports the brothers' unwarranted arrest made with the intention that they confess the alleged guilt or responsibility for the disappearance of Benedito. And new witnesses are heard, and one of them is um, Guilherme Malta Sobrinho, which who states that he had seen the truck in the middle of the night, and he that he believed that they were guilty, the brothers, ridiculous, and um yeah, they're be- beaten throughout the whole judicial process, and at one point Sebastian is beaten severely. That um in the officers they believe that he's dead. They abandon him in a field and return to their posts. Mm-hmm. Who cares about it? Yeah. Yeah, when he comes to, he wanders around for a while and finds someone to bring him back to town where he surrenders to the police despite being advised not to.
0: Yeah, so he was so like he he wanted to prove his innocence so much that innocence, he had yeah. like he had the chance to just disappear cuz they really thought he was dead, yeah. uh not that, dead <laughs> dead. Yeah. They really thought he yeah. was dead, and, but he was like, no, I I refuse to be a runaway or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell my story. Yeah he's,
1: he's, yeah, he's not supposed to be hiding of anything. Yeah. He did do anything wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So Joaquin finally breaks after officers separate him from his brother and fake Sebastian's death. He decides to confess for the crime and tells him that his brother had gone to Berlangia with his cousin and that they approached the river for some water and had strangled him with a piece of rope. As the body fell on the ground, he said, they found out about the cash and took it all. They disposed of the body by throwing it on a waterfall nearby and buried the money. The final step on their plan was to pretend that they were concerned about the cousin's disappearance once back in Orawari. Knowing that the confession was false... Um, Shiko forces Joaquin to walk him through the crime and the men to the crime scene. So, like, um, the place where he buried the money, Mm -hmm, right? Yeah. Yeah, and um, he digs hole after hole, trying to find the money. He changes his story a few times to try to explain the fact that the money is missing. I've seen people describe that this was the worst part of the whole torture because he knows that if he didn't find um, the money, like, where the place he buried, supposedly buried the money, he'll be tortured so much more. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah,
0: and it's ironic, because um, Chico knows that this is a lie. He forced them to, to, like, admit to a lie, and he acts as if he's mad when he doesn't, uh, when Joaquin digs, the ground several times and doesn't mm-hmm. find the money like you're a piece of
1: shit like yeah. I can't Yeah, I guess I guess it's trying to fish for like a more believable story because but how can you do that when you have put so how many weeks of torture oh it's been months I think months yeah. like how can you expect that someone could come up with a believable story after all that
0: yeah it, it's ridiculous so after he gets the confession, confession, quote unquote, quote unquote. <laughs> uh, um, from Joaquin, the confession that made zero sense, he forces the man to incriminate his lawyer, his mother, uh, his wife, mm. Sebastian's wife, and obviously Sebastian. So he would be like, okay, so um, did so and so see you giving so and so the money? Okay, did so and so see you burying the money? Okay. Um, Until he incriminated every single person in their life. Um, One of the officers threatens to kill their daughter. So Antonia, his wife, um, decides Mm -hmm. to tell the lieutenant whatever he wants to hear. And the way he threatened her kid was he picked the daughter up. I'm not sure how old she was, but I'm guessing she was a toddler. And he said he was Mm going to throw her up on the air and catch her with a knife. So yeah. At this point they've
1: already killed the one kid too. And let's let's pause here for a second and um and say that's and say that there's people that want um the military regime in Brazil to be reinstated. There there's people asking for that, that they say that this was better times and everything was great. So <laughs> No, it pisses me off so bad, you guys. I mean, like... Yeah, like, I
0: have no words for this, but... Okay, so... Uh, she decided to just tell them whatever they wanted to hear just so they wouldn't kill her daughter. Uh, so, Salvina, who is Sebastián's wife, she was like, no, 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 my husband didn't do anything. He's innocent. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, he's innocent. So, she um uh, yells at her, berates her, and it still doesn't work, so he tells his officers to take off her clothes because he knew what she wanted.
1: Mm.
0: And she struggled against the officers for a little while, but uh, eventually they held her down and raped her. So, hours after being tortured, she, too, decides to confess. So,
1: yeah. So... So, okay, now they went to trial for this, right? Yeah. And on the first trial, the jury acquits um, both men. So six of the seven people, the jury acquit both of them. Mm -hmm. But they aren't allowed their freedom because the Supreme Court at the time did not recognize that the jury's decision is sovereign per the um, Constitution they had at the time. Remember it wasn't military. Yeah, a so they created people. They really don't matter. They created
0: yeah. a whole new constitution that just lets them mm-hmm. do whatever the fuck they want.
1: That's so why they get away with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's then that the decision and sentence of the brothers to uh, twenty five years and a half in prison, which they will later be reviewed and adjusted to sixteen years, on May twenty five. Nineteen forty-six. After spending eight years and three months in jail, the brothers I say now on parole for good behavior.
0: Yeah, it said that they were which like model them. prisoners, which I can only of course it didn't do anything. No, obviously, but I. You see, this this expression "model prisoners" bugs me a lot because this is mm-hmm. like the this is like the most oppressed, quote unquote, that Brazil ever was in the history of, uh, mm-hmm. well, after the Portuguese came in and killed all the Indians. But, um, <laughs> uh, I feel like this is the most oppressed that they were, so I feel like being a model prisoner just meant that you got the shit beat out of you, and you didn't complain.
1: Yeah. They wouldn't, you know, cause any trouble, maybe, but... They would still get beat up, I would think so. Yeah. And I don't, I didn't see anything about, um what their lives in prison were like, but I wouldn't be surprised if they had to endure torture and stuff while they were there, too. They definitely...
0: Because, like... um, I'm not trying to link this to another case, but I remember when I saw the documentary on Bunny and Clyde, and when Clyde Mm. was arrested when he was, like, 17 or, like, really young, he got raped, like, multiple times in prison. So, you can... And he was... I think he was arrested for, like, Stealing something. So you can only imagine mm. what someone who murdered another person in 1937... Supposedly.
1: Yeah. Endured in prison. So on May 22nd, um, 1948, Francisco Vieira dies of a stroke uh, in Belo Horizonte, Which is, you know... Get, 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 get what there. you deserve. Yeah. <sighs> Merely... Um, Three months later, on August twenty eighth, Joaquin dies in the he hospice. He had, hospice had been living um to treat illnesses resulting from all the torture he had endured. Sebastian so sets out on a mission to prove their innocence. Um, Joaquin didn't really um recover. Mm-mm. Like I've seen um p- places describing him as like weaker than his brother. Yeah. But I totally get it. Like, I wouldn't have... I would have um, broken. Like, yeah. On that documentary we saw, uh, the... I don't know who she was, but she says that, like, if somebody breaks your leg, like, the leg will heal. But, like, the trauma from having your leg broken, that will last forever. Yeah. And they had so much more than that. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, 15 years later, July of 1952, Sebastian receives... News uh, from his cousin Fernando Navis um, warning him that Benegito was alive and well, and he was <laughs> at his father's farm. So, guess who came back from the dead, huh? And um, I thought it was interesting that they said he received a telegram and he didn't know how to read, so he mm-hmm. had his son read it to him. Oh, so, man. that just shows you like what kind of people were being accused mm-hmm. of murder um so when he received the news he requested authorization from the local judge to leave town because even though it's been 15 years Mm -hmm. he was on parole Mm -hmm. so he couldn't just leave the judge told him you know never mind you have nothing to prove to anyone you have nothing like you owe nothing to the justice system but he Mm -hmm. was like no i'm gonna prove that i'm innocent
1: yeah
0: he asked a Reporter named Felicio de Neto to help him convince the local sheriff to uh, join mm-hmm. them in their journey. So Felicio, Sebastião, and a corporal named Jose Marques went to the farm, um, leaving an empty seat in the car for Benedito.
1: So when Sebastião and Benedito saw each other. Um, he was afraid that Benedito was afraid that he was gonna be beaten or killed or something by the by his cousin because you know yeah. <laughs> but no, they just um, hugged each other, and Sebastian told them that, thank all your life, let's go to Araguri and tell everyone so um, you can see that my brother and I are innocent. Yeah. The, downs- the townspeople wanted to lynch Benedito. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sorry. Because um, the last episode, you-, you see how lynching is kind of part of the culture somehow? Yes. Yeah, I guess so. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, so the townspeople wanted to lynch Benajito, so the sheriff had him arrested for his own protection. Benajito alleged that he had been robbed by three men who took all the money, so back then um, when he went missing. Ashamed that he wouldn't be able to settle all his debts, he ran away, um, taking a 5 a.m. train to Annapolis. He kept hopping from town to town, alleging that he didn't know about anything that had happened during his absence. So, he had no idea of anything that happened to his cousins. Yeah, sure. I found that really hard Mm -hmm. to believe. But he did change his name, however. And, I mean, that kind of shows that he was at least a little bit aware. Or that
0: he, like, had the intention of hiding something. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Something. I mean, someone could say he he changed his name because of his debts, but I don't think he would go through that trouble. Yeah, no, because especially
0: like Benedito, at the in nineteen thirties Brazil, this was like a common name.
1: It's like everyone. Yeah. So he was now known as Jose Alves Gomes, which there's probably at least fifteen other people per town with that Mm -hmm. name. So really common. He said that he had come to town in order to pay all he owed. How many years later? Fifteen. Mm-hmm. Many doubt that um, he is who he say says he is. He is who he says he is. Carol. <laughs> um, and the only people that could prove that he was, in fact, Benegito was his wife and children. And they had died. Like, he, they died on the way. To, to testify, court, yeah. To testify. They died in a plane crash. Everything everything just doesn't work How out. How creepy is that? That's like Leonard Skinner's levels of creepiness. I know. So, despite that, um, the Navis brothers were officially exonerated in 1953. Yes. So, for seven years, seven whole years.
0: Uh, just to remind you guys, um, the dictatorship or however you want to call it, in Brazil, I don't mm-hmm. think it went away until the 80s. Mm-hmm. So um, this, all of this is happening while they are still um, in control of the country. Mm-hmm. So for seven years, until 1960, Sebastião and João Alami, his lawyer, fought to sue the state, at which point Sebastião mm-hmm. secured a severance package for his whole family, as well as any legal descendants of his brother for all the uh, pain and, mm-hmm. like, psychological trauma that they had suffered. After that, he led a very simple and calm life until he died in September of 1964. Uh, Dona Ana, his mom, died in 1966, and Juan Lamy Filho, in 1993, after having written their story on a book called The Case of the Navis Brothers. There's also a movie, a 1967 mm-hmm. movie about yeah. this. I really want to watch it because... Me too. Yeah, uh what's his name is in it? Hau Gazala, I think it is. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, anyway, I know it's an actor I that I like. So yeah. Um it's speculated that the reason why she refused to believe the disappearance is because of um if you vanish with that much money or if somebody vanishes you with that large um, amount of money it's really challenging to law and order and the state's um sovereignty. So the brothers were punished to set an example and show how powerful the state really is.
0: Yeah, which is ridiculous. Like, th- there's so many like horror stories about this whole period that like mm-hmm.
1: we could do a whole episode just like that. But it's really sad. It's so.
0: sad and it's controversial. Yeah. Some people tell um tell other people like especially older people will tell us, oh, you know. You didn't. This didn't Never. happen to you if you did. If you weren't a troublemaker, so if you were mm-hmm. like a law. Yeah, but
1: we, yeah. If you're a law-abiding like, citizen, we, this wouldn't happen mm-hmm.
0: to you. But look at this fucking case.
1: Yeah, it's dangerous to have um, that kind of thing, that kind of ideal. Um, that this is great, you know? Because I mean, just I. I, I feel like
0: on paper. Like, having mm-hmm. the military come in and, like, put the country in order is great. But mm-hmm. uh, you have to remember that, like, especially with, like, r- like I don't want to say military because I'm going into the Air Force. But, like, <laughs> especially with people that are so obsessed with power, it goes mm-hmm. to their head. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, yeah, yeah there was so much more happening Throughout this whole thing, they they were Mm -hmm. like censoring, like newspapers were censored, censored. and songs, yeah.
1: So everything—it's not very like, it's not that simple. Mm -hmm. It was not a, uh, yeah, it was not as pretty as people like to paint. Is yeah, I yeah, this personal experience. Okay, oh god, I've been to a museum like in Sao Paulo, um, the place where people used to be tortured. Oh god. Was um turned into a museum, and guys, I've been there. Like it's, like it was one of the worst days of my life. Like just being there, of it, like as a museum, it's so hard. Like I've been to like the cells, where people were tortured in, and no, no, not even where they were. I mean, there was some torture in the cells, yes. But they didn't even open the basement where they used to really torture people in. Yeah. Just this place where they slept, quote unquote. Yeah. And that, just that, is just so awful. Yeah. Like it is. It is really really hard, um, for me to grasp that. Um, people they think this is a good consequence or that they might be um, that even if there's that kind of regime in Brazil again, they might be, um, immune to that kind of thing. Yeah. Because we, I mean, if you research just a little bit of the stories, you know that no one is immune. And it's just awful. awful Yeah, and it's one of
0: those things that, as I said, it looks good on paper, but once they're in power, removing them Mm -hmm. from power, that's like, it took Brazil 55 years Mm
1: -hmm.
0: just to get these people out of there. So...
1: Mm. Yeah. I feel like we need to end with a positive note. <laughs> because this is, I
0: mean... A positive note. Oh, my God. Positive note. I'm about to drink some tequila. That's going to be positive.
1: <laughs> I'm about to eat some Chick-fil-A. I think that's Yeah. Positive. What did you get? I got... my. I mean, my... I'm the kind of person that always goes um to the same restaurants and orders the same thing in every restaurant. Not the same thing in every... But, I mean, yeah. the same thing... Uh, my order is a number one deluxe with American cheese and a Coke, and the small fries.
0: So yeah, I haven't been there in like a year, because the Chick Fil A is not like close to
1: my house. Mm-hmm. There's very few of them here, so mm-hmm. I feel like here there is one for. I mean, it's not compared to the quantity of McDonald's that we have. this so like every street mall has a McDonald's, a Burger King, and a Subway. But there's quite a few, like, Chick-fil-A's no, around here. No, there's... Huh. But.
0: I can only think of one location, actually. No, actually mm-hmm. two. I lied. So, mm-hmm. I had Wendy's today. It was great. Ah, oh, I
1: had Wendy's yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <gasps> I love American fast food so much. I right? love junk food, like... Man, I love junk food. See, my mom doesn't
0: even make, like, Brazilian food anymore. She makes, like, healthy food, which is even worse. Mm. So, uh... But I don't care for, like, rice and beans. Uh, oh
1: my god, me neither. Like, I don't
0: care. Like, give me some pasta. Ugh.
1: Oh my god, I love pasta. Let's go to a cheese yeah, There's some Brazilians that they cannot sleep My
0: sisters, if they don't the, eat yeah, rice and beans at least beans. once a week, they get sick. Yeah.
1: Which is crazy. Because, like, yeah. it's boring. It is. I don't, I mean, I don't mind beans. I don't mind but rice. I have a, a bean like threshold. Like I can only eat so many spoonfuls of bean before I get like choked up, and like I don't want, um, I don't want no more. Do yeah. your
0: parents eat Brazilian food?
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, we cook here the way we cooked back in Brazil, so it's not um that different. But we eat rice and beans way less than we eat like pasta and like stroganoff and stuff. So mean, Stroganoff's the best. Yeah, I love it. Do you like yeah. chicken or it's... beef? Stroganoff. Both.
0: I don't like the beef one. I only like chicken.
1: Yeah, I think chicken is best, but I don't I don't really um I'm not really part of the debate. I don't care enough. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the chickens, um oh, chicken chicken and beef stroganoffs, um, are different than what you Americans think of um when you say stroganoff. Just Google Brazilian stroganoff. Yeah. But yeah. you know what I like? Brazilian
0: junk food. Pastel. Coxinha. Yes. The best. Pamonha.
1: The best. Mm. Dude, there's...
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, the, the thing is, me and Stephanie, we're living in, both living in areas that um they are kind of riddled with Brazilians. So we don't miss that kind of thing because they are so present in our lives. No, I miss so, some uh, things like pamonha. I bought... I... No, pamonha, you can't find... I, I don't think I've ever eaten pamonha.
0: In your life?
1: Yeah. Oh. <gasps> anyway. That's corn, right? I like corn. Anyway. No, but I mean, it's June, right?
0: Yeah.
1: I probably will eat it this year.
0: So, I love. Don't eat the salty one. The sweet ones. The okay, sweet, the sweet with one. cheese. Of course. Always.
1: Yeah. Sweet. Okay. But,
0: right. um, I. Pamoya is like tamales for, um, Hispanics mm-hmm. out there, but I don't think tamales are as good as pamonhas. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I tried tamales. I hated it. I tried uh, some frozen <laughs> pamonha that a Brazilian one ah. was selling. It was disgusting. So next oh week, my. I promise, this is on tape, so I have to do it. Oh, okay. I'm going to the Brazilian Winter Festival, and I'm going to eat pamonhas.
1: <gasps> I... There is this um party that goes on in Brazil every um June-ish. Mhm. is kind of like a It's the
0: winter festival.
1: Celebration. Yeah, the winter festival It's like a celebration of our um rural, rural. <laughs> roots. rural. rural. roots and everything. It's um, Everyone wears plaid. Really cool and they yeah, they you are plaid, you dance. Um how is it called? Square dance. Square dance. Stuff. I don't know a little different. Padrita. I don't know how
0: to say that in English.
1: Yeah, no, it is. I think the equivalent square dance. Oh, okay. Yeah, a little. Uh, square dance ish. Um, it's 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 really really um cool. And every year I say I will go to one, and I never do. Yeah. And I'm here. I'm promising on tape that I'm going. This okay. Year. I'm going, and I'll post um pictures of the food on Instagram. Same. Samezies. Yes. Um. Yeah. That's my. It was my favorite thing in Brazil, actually. Oh man, I loved it too. Yeah,
0: cause I always danced every year. Every year,
1: mm-hmm. I always danced in school. Always, I liked. Yeah, I liked going and liked um dancing. Yeah. On the thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I did my last year of high school in Brazil. No. Oh. And we did like a um a senior um square dance thing. It was it was so cool Aww. like yeah i mean i have a video of um one of the things that happened it was like all my friends had kind of like paired up with each other mm-hmm. and there was only one person that didn't have a pair and it was like the guy that all the girls had like crushes on i didn't really mm-hmm. but he kind of like walked down. and he was like does anybody not have a pair and i was like me and so we danced, and everybody was jealous. Oh, it was shit. Cool. But, I, I mean, I didn't really like him. Anyways. Um, yeah. And I mean, he was, like, drunk out of his mind and the thing. So, it's... I mean, everybody was kind of drunk except me. So, uh... Can I say something depressing about having a yeah. crush? The guy I had a
0: crush on in Brazil, he died. No. Yeah. Like, three years ago. Really? Yeah. Anyway, <sighs> finish your story. Oh my God, <laughs> I'm so
1: sorry. Anyways. I used to study in a um, c- Catholic school. Oh god. Yeah, and I mean, it was like a nun Catholic school. Oh you know? god. Like, yeah. But it was it was pretty okay. Like they let us do shit and I mean, it was it was not um that bad. Yeah. I liked it actually. Like I, I don't have any horrible experiences on it. But this is something that kind of stuck with me. Like so okay, I want you guys to imagine, all right? Um, the kind of setting that the dance that we do is involved is kind of like it mimics a wedding. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so all the couples go in. It's like the wedding court, and then um the groom goes in. Yeah, whatever. And then the bride goes in. Our bride was like uh, he was what, like six foot, like six twelve, like man, like. Dressed as a funny. Oh yeah, and so he, um, he came in like dancing to a song that was like it had like frog sounds in the back, mm-hmm. right? So it was like, uh, a, a, I'm not gonna translate, but the thing that matters is he, it was like in the courtyard of the school, mm-hmm. right? And so he, um, jumped on the like the goal, the football, yeah, like goal, yeah. And jump like uh, he was drunk, of course. But he like went up on it and like jumped on the floor, yeah. and he fell like butt first. Like, oh my god! Yeah, and and like all the nuns were like behind the the football goal, so like, oh he fell my like god. right in front of him. And he just like got up and like. And you but, have that on I mean, video. Was, I have that on video. Oh. And I was like the last um girl on the line. And so it was like right in front of me that happened I freaked out i didn't know what to do, but it was really funny all the like, see i'm gonna I wonder if I can post that, but anyways it's I mean you can really see yeah who's who yeah, in the videos it's far away enough, but it's precious. all the videos that I had
0: um of my school and like pictures and stuff like that uh shortly before I moved here, someone broke into our apartment in Brazil and took my computer. Oh, no yeah and oh. my camera so like pretty much i don't have a lot of like videos because oh and then after that what i could recover i put it on an um, external hard drive mm-hmm. and i can't open anything on that oh, external. No. i have it but i just can't
1: access the file take it to best buy the do you think they would
0: be able to access it Ah.
1: Oh. I mean, Best Buy, they kind of do help you with that kind of stuff. I see a lot of old people there, but I don't think there's a lot of... I don't think Best Best Buy
0: people actually know what they're doing. I feel
1: like they only, like... I mean, they did found... Have you ever seen the story that they found um, porn? Like, kiddie porn guy's computer, and they called the police and stuff on him? So maybe I need to go to Best Buy. Maybe you need to go to Best Buy. Yeah, I'll think about that. But... I mean yeah no yeah but i had like should we can we talk about stores and stuff and brands on i think so it's or should we just bleep out no with, i, I like, think a best, best buy doesn't or, care no. if we you know yeah we're not like i mean they are
0: paying us for this ad so it's okay. we're not advertising it. we're just saying <laughs> <I was> kidding <laughs> no but like um what was i gonna say Yeah, you went to a non-school. The last school Mm -hmm. I went to, Brazil, was a technical school. So there Mm -hmm. were 40 boys. No, 36 boys in my class and five girls. Oh, man. So that was interesting. Uh, But that was probably the best school I ever went to because before that, I Mm -hmm. went to an awful public school. And mm. I was bullied as the fuck. Public schools in Brazil yeah. are awful. So
1: I, I had the luck to only be on private schools, but no, mm. I went to like coming to public school here, but anyways, no, so. but like it because
0: the school that I went to, the public school I went to, technically was as good as a private school, but mm. not really because no. it was the worst place I've ever been in my life. Mm. Anyway. But my last school was the best.
1: Yeah. For me, it was kind of weird because I um I didn't graduate. I did my senior year on that non school, mm-hmm. but I didn't graduate. Like I left, like in the middle of the school year, and I started um, my senior year again here. Oh, that sucks. So it did suck. It was awful to see every because there um it starts in January, not August. Yeah. So I kind of saw everyone, but by- every- like all my friends graduating, and I was still like. Halfway that down the school. yeah, that
0: happened to me. So here yeah. um in mass, school starts in um September. So when mm. I moved I moved here in May and my mom didn't know that she could put me in school for like a month and that would count mm. as a year of school. Mm. So mm. I went to school in September and the kids that I went to school with, they were all fourteen and I was fifteen.
1: Oh, that's a difference. Yeah.
0: So, when I graduated, I was 19 and everyone mm-hmm. else was 18. So, mm-hmm. it, it was like people were like, Oh, did you get held back? blah, 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 blah. I was like, Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. And mm-hmm. yeah, so like all my friends also yeah. graduated before me. Oh
1: man. Should we finish it
0: then? Yeah. yeah. I think we've talked about ourselves enough and we should like get a lot. Oh, yeah.
1: No, I mean. I mean, it's the deal, right? Mm-hmm. Like, every po- every episode, we share a little more about ourselves. And by the end, there's just nothing that we haven't ever said to the listeners. And they know everything about us more than we do. Yep. And this is therapy, right? Yep. Exactly. Isn't this therapy what I'm signing up for? Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. But, I mean, mm-hmm. at least, again, not trying to, like, be cocky or anything. But at least mm-hmm. we save the rambly to the end
1: yeah so there is that definitely there mm-hmm. is that guys. and we give at least we give con- content warnings right yeah exactly because some people don't yeah and we do we're mindful exactly mindful of the listeners we're not alone on this ride we're with you know all the how many people have listened to uh, i mean we're recording people? this um we have only one episode um that we released 25 listeners all the twenty five people that listen to I it. already
0: feel like a celebrity.
1: I am so much of a celebrity right now. I am already getting my life insurance, so somebody can really, <laughs> you know, murder me and stuff. I'm just kidding. No. Oh god. No, please.
0: Yeah. Okay, guys. We will see you later. Okay. Don't forget to leave comments suggestions complaints blah, mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. anything
1: yeah follow us on we're like everywhere social media wise mm-hmm. this period podcast yeah and we both have instagrams um that we talk about the podcast and stuff yeah so yeah follow us there mm-hmm. um twitter facebook yeah everything yada yada Yeah. subscribe oh we didn't tell people to like review us yeah leave this us is, a is the review. fourth episode if you got here you probably already have a great opinion about us, how amazing we are. Please tell us that. Or just, you know, say anything. Yeah, just be we like, have. oh, these bitches. Yeah, what what have you had for lunch today? Just tell exactly. Review us, yes, us, please. please. Yeah. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. And ciao. Ciao.